In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day. Get the Sunday to come and worship you, to enter deeply into the season of Lent. Help us to be converted daily so as to rise with you at the resurrection. Amen. Yesterday there was um, a Chaldean Hockey League game, playoffs, I think it's playoffs, I don't even know, but they, had a little, they have a little league and it's fun, they gave me a puck, hockey puck, okay? and um, the, they did a little fundraiser for the Help Iraq, which is very, very gracious of them, and as I was there, if, if you've ever gone to hockey, who's ever been to a hockey game, Red Wings, Kelly, I guess Chaldean Hockey League, okay. there's this big machine, this big vehicle that comes out and it, it like cleans the ice, called the Zamboni. That's your word of the day. Say it with me. Zamboni. Zamboni. All right. Think of that word. That's the whole homily. All right. So Zamboni comes out and he cleans the ice from those who were playing on the ice before. And it like takes a super thin layer of ice off of the ice and then re-adds another thin layer of ice with water and freezes. And then therefore, when the players come back out after each period, it happens in super small leagues like little ones and happens in big leagues like the NHL. This guy, this machine comes out and clears the ice, makes it nice and smooth and easy and for the next players to come out and have a nice clean patch of ice for them. So it is a phrase that has been coined, and I think it is genius, because you've all heard of the phrase of helicopter parenting. You ever heard this before? Like parents that will always go and like hover over their children. They go over here, they go over there, they make sure that they're okay, everyone's okay, no problems, all these things. Kind of an unhealthy way of, of parenting. It's also a phrase called Zamboni parenting. Ever heard of this? Fun phrase of the day. Zamboni is the word of the day. Parents who make everything in life clean, everything is smooth, there's no problems, there's no divots, there's no issues. Let me just make the path for my children smooth and clear that there's no problems. Now, it needs to be balanced. You want to have your kids have a good life. <coughs> but the reality is, in life, in the nature of life, is that there's problems and there's burdens. So it's a very unhealthy, unfruitful way to do that. So whether you're a parent, you're a grandparent, you're an aunt, an uncle, or you're going to have children one day, whatever, just pray with that. The whole idea of how you are guiding your children and how you're preparing them for life. Because the mother of the sons of Zebedee, the mother of James and John today in the gospel, when you read this specific gospel, your mind can go a lot of places. And there can be a lot of issues. And for whatever reason, today, when, this week when I was praying with the gospel, my mind went to how a positive way of the mother bringing her children to Jesus. Because it could very, very easily be like, I want my children to sit at your left and your right. My children must be important. Kind of a negative way of looking at it. Maybe she's a Chaldean mom and she has a couple 30-year-old kids in the house and she's like, like I want to be done with these kids. Take them with you. Like, put them in your left and your right. I don't know. Maybe she was just punishing them because like, you are bad kids and she grabbed them by the ear and like, go to Jesus. You're in time out. A lot of ways looking at it. For me, looking at it in a positive way today, my reflection today, is she wanted her children to be close to Jesus. And then when she heard what Jesus said prior to going to Jesus, right, she heard that Jesus took the ten aside, the twelve aside, and said, listen, the Son of Man, like I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and then I will rise, I will resurrect after three days. And she heard that. She's like, not as a helicopter mother who I want to protect my children from every dangers in the world or a Zamboni mother who clears the path, makes sure everything is smooth and easy because there's no problems in life. No, she recognized that life is challenging. Life has its burdens. Life has, has its mockings and its scourgings and its crucifixions. Also, its resurrections. 
She has a lot of great joy in life and a lot of challenges in life. And she wants her children to embrace that. Go to Jesus, be with Jesus, so that when you suffer, you suffer with Jesus. When you feel alone or mocked or crucified in life, you do with Jesus, knowing that when we persevere, when we endure, even if it's death itself, we have hope in Jesus and the resurrection. As a good mother, she wanted her children to be close to Jesus, to recognize that and to embrace that. Because it's a challenge. Well, for all of us, it's a challenge. You know, even think of St. Paul, St. Paul in Romans 7. Romans 7 is one of my favorite chapters of St. Paul. Because you have St. Paul, the great evangelizer, one of the greatest saints. We have a statue of him in the back of the church. He's one of the greatest saints of all time, one of the greatest apostles of all time. This is St. Paul, one of the greatest saints and holy men of all. He's like, I struggle with sin. I struggle with the burdens of life. I don't want to do what I do when I do it. I fall into sin. Why is this happening? He's frustrated. Because frustration with life Frustration with the Christian life, frustration with existence in general, is a reality. Think, for example, yesterday we had the first communion kids. And I'm going around with them. And, hey, what would you guys give up for Lent, this and that? So one kid is like, he's li- literally eating Cheez-Its. I'm like, what would you give up for Lent? He's like, chips. I'm like, I feel like Cheez-Its are chips. He's like, they're crackers. And I was like, <laughs> at the loophole, you can't be like cheating God. He's like, but they're not chips. And I was like, okay. Then we had a debate. And I lost the debate. Like, Father Pierre, they're crackers. I'm like, but guys, like, are we, are we, are we that to that point? No, he's a little kid. God bless his heart, right? He's giving up chips. I'm sure he's not eating chips, right? But are we that, like, chintzy with our, with our, with our fasting and our giving up and our, our sufferings of Lent that we can't give up chips and, like, chip-like substances, like salty crackers? Like, we can't. Like, I will. I give up that. I can't do this. We're so easy with life, but yet, in reality, as we progress through life, there's burdens. So what does St. Paul say? I'm a sinner. I'm so frustrated. I don't want to do these sins. But he ends it. But thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ. He knows. He's frustrated. He understands that he's frustrated. And that life has its burdens. But he's so thankful in Jesus. That these sins don't overwhelm him. That the burdens of life don't overwhelm him. Whether you're sick. Whether you're dying. Whether you have a great relationship or a terrible relationship. We walk with Jesus. And the mother of James and John understood that. And she wanted her kids to be close to Jesus. But I, I still think she didn't go far enough. I still think she should have done one thing better. If I may judge the mother of James and John, she raised two saints. Right. Is that she brought her children to Jesus at the neglect of the other ten. Because the other ten were indignant. Right. Because they wanted, why does she want her sons to be important? What she didn't understand, which is something that we can oftentimes overlook in our own Christian life, is that, yeah, we want to be, obviously we want to be close to Jesus because when we suffer, when we have problems, when we have joys, when we have successes, we want to do it with Jesus. That we don't, it's not just Jesus. It's also the Christian community. That we're called to raise children, raise our lives, have for ourselves a village, a community mind. Because that's what Christ did. When he came to this world, let me gather people. That's what the Christian people did right after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. What do we do? We gather as a Christian people so that we can suffer, we suffer together. When we're successful, we're successful and joyful together. That I can be challenged to holiness by those who are in my life. And I can challenge others to holiness who, who I'm, I'm in their lives. That it's not just about me and my relationship with Jesus and tunneling all that matters is me. No. There has to be a sense of a Christian community. And as I'm not I mean, the mother of James and John, I'm not a mother. I am a father. 
You are all my children. I love you all dearly. And as this church, as this parish, the desire is to build a Christian community. Why do you think we have all these things going on in the church? Monday with the Arabic Bible studies and J2S and CLC and crew and the men's group and the women's conferences. There's a lot of work involved. It's intentional to gather people around Jesus, but also together. That there's this give and take of our lives. That we obviously want to be, learn to be close to Jesus so that in the sufferings of life, when we're mocked and when we're scourged and when we're crucified, when we resurrect, we're there with Jesus. But also, as a village, we gather together and we challenge each other and we suffer and rise together as a people of God, as disciples of Jesus. So be careful. Don't helicopter over life. You want to make sure everything's perfect. Don't Zamboni life. Make sure everything's smooth and easy. It's not. The realities of life are it's burdensome. But with Jesus, with the Christian community, we can endure, we can persevere, we can get through Lent, we can sacrifice our Lent so that we can rise with Jesus and live in the joy and peace of Jesus for eternity. Amen.